0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a $2,000 season long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. So make sure to subscribe to our profile at SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash B-T-V. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash B-T-V. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise has free picks every day for every sport. Check out all their expert plays and betting news at pixwise.com. Remember, that's pixwise.com. We're also brought to you by our own SGP Masters Contest. We're giving away $500 in our Masters DFS contest that is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash masters. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash masters. Okay, and welcome, everyone, to a Wednesday morning edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, April 7th, 11 a.m. Eastern. This is your host, ZB, and I am joined, as always, by Munaf the Machine. Munaf, how you doing this morning, bro? I'm doing
1: well, man. How are you? Uh, see you're happy with uh, the Denver win yesterday
0: yeah exactly we, um, we were just talking a little bit pre-show Munaf, the single biggest will barton hater in the nBA uh, <laughs> in the nBA universe right now yeah <laughs>
1: hey I think he's uh starting to read my tweets or, or listen to the podcast of me calling him out. he finally had a good game last night for the nuggets, so uh, hopefully he keeps on key he, he continues that uh for the nuggets and their success for the rest of the season,
0: <laughs> yeah hundred percent and definitely I mean it's interesting with will barton he, he I was listening to a different podcast and with Zach Lowe, and they were discussing how how important the role for Will Barton is on this on this Nuggets team now that he's kind of has to be the knockdown shooter around their core four pieces with Aaron Gordon. So very interesting yeah. to see what happens with the Nuggets rotation, whether that's Monte Morris or Will Barton, you know, closing games for them. Um, so that's just mm-hmm. a nuggets aside as I am liable to give, uh, in the opening minutes of of an NBA gambling <laughs> podcast. The outline for today's show today is Wednesday, April 7th. We are going to go through the Wednesday, April 7th night slate, big time slate tonight. We'll try to get through it relatively quickly. Um, then we're going to bring up some news items, news and notes, um, and then we will uh follow up by talking a bit about the eastern conference and pretenders and contenders as we did with the western conference on monday's show um anything else that stood out to you before we get started tonight i know know we were both uh gave the eyes emoji at lebron james being out of a walking boot um last night so we got to maybe touch on that quickly before we get into tonight's sleep
1: yeah i mean um Lakers got the victory last night, but yeah. um, I'm 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 hoping, I'm I'm praying and fingers crossed that he comes back, hopefully this weekend or maybe next week, and he can maybe salvage my uh, regular season wins total bet. But um, I think that'll be a, a big boost for uh, obviously Lakers getting your best player back, and then hopefully you know maybe a week or two after that Anthony Davis is back, and this team can you know find the mojo for getting ready for the playoffs. But uh, we can get to more of that into the news and notes.
0: Yep. So let's get started on this uh, slate for tonight. Uh, We'll have the timestamps in, so if you're listening Thursday morning, you can skip ahead. The Minnesota Timberwolves travel to Indiana, where the Pacers are a two-point home favorite. Total is at 230 and a half. Um, I saw that Miles Turner rolled an ankle last night, so doubt his availability for tonight. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I just uh, I was just looking at the action report uh, lineups and injuries news just came on right before you were doing the intro, so I was just scrolling through that, and it seems like he's doubtful for tonight after rolling that ankle. So definitely for Indiana, keep an eye on that injury report because they have three other five starters that potentially could not be playing tonight with Malcolm Brogdon with that sore hip, uh Sabonis uh still dealing with an ankle in- injury and also now Miles Turner so uh make sure you check that injury report if you're betting this uh T Wolves and Pacers game tonight.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's honestly not when I when I see one of these bigs for the Pacers out, I don't necessarily hate that because then it kind of lets them be a little bit more of a normal team, you know, without mm-hmm. having both Sabonis and Turner out there like if they you know, then you sign up so but I don't have necessarily stats to back that up but um if you, if you slide up some bonus they kind of can be a little bit more of a normal team rather than try to make the two fit together the Pacers kind of slipping a little bit here um it's, they haven't really gotten the, they've lost obviously four of their last five haven't really gotten the Levert bump that we thought they would lose at home by 16 to the Bulls last night and you know I think the the Turner injury he only played 20 minutes in that game so maybe one of those mid-game yeah. injuries but they, they were down you know Thirteen points at the half. So coming back home, I mean, against the Timberwolves, it seems like a, a kind of a favorable line for the Pacers here.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, if those three guys are not able to go tonight, I, I kind of do like the Timberwolves here as the short, ba- uh, sorry, short underdog. Um, you know, I think Preston our Slack channel hit the nail on the head. It was kind of reading my mind that I do like Carl Anthony Towns player prop tonight if if there's nobody there really to guard him in, the, in that post with Turner out and Sabonis out. So um, I actually do like the T T wolves here tonight against the Pacers. Um, you take a look at some of the uh, spread metrics, especially for Indiana at home. It's just not good. Six and 17 against the spread at home. Um, they're five and 12 as a home favorite. They are six and four in back-to-back situations, like we mentioned that they just played tomorrow night. But obviously, these these injuries are going to be uh, very, very key for for the Pacers here tonight.
0: Yeah, I didn't even catch that. That Brogdon and Sabonis are questionable. I'm looking at this projected lineup. Uh that link that you sent over but yeah so brog yeah with Brogdon, it's a bonus question, well, the timberwolves i mean get a nice win at home against the kings um obviously now with malik beasley probably done for the year they're kind of mm-hmm. you know shifting over they got d'angelo russell back uh you know him yeah. and rubio both played off the doubtful tag which was i thought a little bit frustrating from a betting perspective but then dilo you know yeah. drops 25 points takes 19 shots so off the bench too which is interesting um but yeah, yeah, definitely a a a, uh, a tough number here with, with the injuries. Any thoughts on that total of 230 and a half?
1: You know, I I may be leaning here towards the Timberwolves team total uh, on that over there. But like you mentioned, without Sabonis there they uh, or even Miles turn there may be a, a little more quicker pace of this game and the pacers not having to force the ball down in the post and and letting Sabonis kind of go to work. So I think there might be more jump shots and three-point shooting in this game. And we know Timberwolves aren't the great greatest defensive team this season. So um, just looking at the lineup of who will be able to go, you know, this may be a Karis LeVert game or a Justin Holiday game. You know, those guys can knock down shots. So we may see some pace here, but I do like the Timberwolves team total here. Um, <clears throat> they do have all their guys, like you mentioned, except for Malik Beasley. But, you know, uh, I think D'Angelo Russell will, should be a go. Uh, we know what Carl Anthony Towns can do. Anthony Edwards, you know, he, he's he's a, kind of a streaky guy. But they Minnesota does have that firepower to, to score the basketball and get up and down the court.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, let's go to the next game on the slate, the Washington Wizards travel to Orlando, not one of the best games here, but uh, the Magic are a three-point home dog to the visiting Wizards. Total is at 222 and a half. The Magic obviously finding their way uh, without Nikola Vucevic now and Aaron Gordon as well and Evan Fournier as well. Um, mm-hmm. What are you uh, thinking with this three-point spread here?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, another game where you want to check the injury report obviously with bradley beal but um you know this magic team has kind of been sneaky here um with the you know post trade deadline when they got rid of all their guys but um you take a look at washington four straight losses now they've only covered once in that in that span that was against toronto where they only lost by two but uh, i kind of like orlando in this spot at home as an underdog Washington is just not playing well right now. Um, obviously, the the injury to Bradley Beal is really hurting. Rui Hachimura, I see, is a game time decision along with Robin Lopez. And then you take a look over the flip side, Orlando. You know these guys are playing well, right? I mean, there's a lot of names that a <clears throat> a, a you know casual NBA fan might not recognize, but guys like you and I, we would you know we know so. I think this may be a game where Window Carter has a good game, you know, uh Okiki as another guy that we've been kind of looking at and talking about who 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 can, you know, flourish here tonight. So I'll I'll take Orlando plus the 3 tonight. Not going to bet this game but we, since we like picking every single game, I'm I'm going to go with uh, Orlando as a home uh home underdog tonight.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I honestly might be betting this game tonight. I mean, you know, okay. <laughs> I I really like Orlando here. Um you know, yeah. I, I was very, very impressed with that first half they put together against the Denver Nuggets. So obviously, still able mm-hmm. to cover the full the full game spread. They were up 18 on that team. Um, yeah, looks like getting Cole Anthony back tonight, um, which okay. he did not play in that game against the Nuggets. And you know, mm-hmm. you look at this these kind of young pieces. Chumo Kiki's a guy I really like. Um, he had 19 seven and five in that game against the Nuggets. Wendell Carter too, showing some you know some showing some muster as kind of a second draft guy. They got in the boost of his trade, RJ Hampton as well. So, you know, yeah. with this magic team, they're kind of young and frisky. Like you said, you know, putting together a little bit of a sneaky new look after this injury and with the wizards, I mm-hmm. mean, we mentioned this on the, on the last podcast, like, you know, is this really a team that deserves to be favored by three on the road? I don't think so. So Orlando magic as a home dog, I would go with the plus three. Any thoughts on the total of two twenty two and a half?
1: and a half? No, nothing there. I mean, Nah, I mean, you know, Washington's Wizards really haven't been scoring the ball that well without Bradley Beal, obviously. I mean, they scored 104, 91, 87, and 101 without Bradley Beal and some of the guys that, you know, I think the injury that we're kind of discounting here is Rui Achimura, who, who's a guy that can, you know, anywhere get you 15 to 20 points a night. So when you're missing two guys like that, I think that really takes a toll on your offense. It puts a lot more pressure on a Westbrook. But, um, you know, if I had to take a, a, a side on the total, I'll probably go with the under.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we are, we're crazy enough to bet every game, but not every total. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so don't need that one, but let's go to one of the better games on the slate tonight. Very excited to watch this one. The Boston Celtics coming off, a depressing loss to the Philadelphia 76ers last night where it kind of was cemented that they are not close to the to the class of the Eastern Conference anymore. Um, yeah. The Celtics are at home laying three points to the New York Knicks. Um, line definitely feels short, but as I said, I think the Celtics are kind of being knocked down a peg in real-time total. Little low, 209.5. Divisional matchup here, Munaf, where are you going on this, on this number? Yeah, I
1: mean, I think – we've talked about this Boston Celtics team a lot this season. They're just one of these teams that are just really hard to handicap and figure out what's going on on a nightly basis. You know, they got the victory the other night um, against
0: against the Charlotte
1: Hornets. Yeah, Yeah. But I mean, you know, they're missing starters. They beat Houston, but who's not these days. And now you're going up against a New York Knicks team. That you know they battled down the stretch against the uh, against the Brooklyn Nets the other night. Um, you know we know that Harden left that game, but we'll get to that later. But you know we've talked about how Tom Thibodeau really has these guys playing, playing, playing hard, playing well, and they're still fighting for that playoff position. We take like some of the metrics here: uh, New York, twenty-nine and twenty-one against spread overall, sixteen and eleven on the road. They're 11-7 as road underdogs. So I kind of like that. Um, I kind of like those metrics off for the New York Knicks. I do like the Knicks here tonight plus the three. I know that might not be the popular pick, but um, I think this is a game where Julius Randle can have some success down low against, against the Boston Celtics uh, without a true big man that is down there. I mean, I've seen Mo Wagner get kind of the minutes in that role for the Boston Celtics, but I don't think he's going to be able to keep up with a guy like Julius Randle. So um, you know, give me um uh, give me the uh Knicks tonight plus the three and I'll be looking at some um Julius Randle props here tonight.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Julius Randle is where I was gonna go first off. I mean, I know you had that player prop against the Nets, didn't hit on the points, but you know, the yeah. usage was there, 19 field goal attempts, six free throws, and then he had a triple-double, right, 19, 15, and 12. Yeah. So it was still a huge game for Julius Randle. And like you said, the Celtics' bigs last night, I mean, they got absolutely cooked by Joel Embiid. He dominated them throughout that game. And, the, you know, the Sixers were up double digits throughout most of that second half. Mm-hmm. Um thought that was a really nice spot. The Sixers were only favored. You know, that, that was closed that was a, that closed at a pick. Um, yeah. And I, I was definitely glad to be on the Sixers in that game. And, yeah, with the Celtics' team, I mean, it does feel weird to see this three-point spread. But, you know, look at what Mm -hmm. the three-point spread is telling you about what the market thinks of the Celtics team. So I am on the Knicks plus three as well. Um, Seems like every time they play against, you know, a Brooklyn or a Philly or a team like that, they are right there down to the wire and then end up losing on like a crazy final second, you know, thing. You have the Jeff Green free throws um, in that Mm Nets-Knicks game where Harden was lost. So definitely looking forward to watching this one. I like the Knicks plus three. You know i struggle to want to go under a number this low at 209 and a half so i would probably lean over but um definitely seems like defense will be present in this game
1: yeah especially when you have division games they, they tend to be uh lower scoring because they're just familiar with each other and you know we know new york is one of the better defensive teams um in the nba uh, this year and we saw last night you know they went up against philly the best defense uh in the league over the past 10 games and overall also so they were only able to muster off 96 points against you know that uh uh, philly defense so it'll be interesting to see now you're on a back-to-back situation maybe some tired legs also in the second half so um i would lean to the under but uh i i i I think life is too short to play
0: unders (laughs) yes sir yes sir and with that (laughs) let's go into a quick ad break to hear from some of our sponsors today Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. So get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. There are generous promos, odds, and parlays happening right now at WinBet. So get started today, and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions do apply Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N bet.com and download the app today. I am looking at the win bet lines for NBA tonight. I think the New Orleans Pelicans are catching a lot of points in Brooklyn tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and get that at WinBet. You should too. So get the details at winbet.com. W-Y-N-N bet.com and download their app today. Okay, and coming back off the break, uh, an exciting game here, the return of Kevin Durant. We are in Brooklyn, where the New Orleans Pelicans are coming to town. The Brooklyn Nets are favored by nine points. Total is at 232.5. Obviously, some injury questions here. KD back, Harden Mm -hmm. out. And I believe Brandon Ingram is going to be a game-time decision here for the Pelicans, so that is a key to this number, which at nine, feels a little high to me, even with, with or without B.I., um, mm-hmm. you know, the Nets, we, we've we've talked about them as a team that can struggle to cover, but we'll still find a way to win. Um, where are you going with this nine-point number here, Munaf?
1: Yeah, this is going to be interesting to see if um, if there's a minutes restriction on Kevin Durant and not coming back from the injury, but you take a look, they've won now, what, five out of their last six games, and the Brooklyn Nets have only covered once in that game, which was a two-and-a-half half point spread against the Charlotte Hornets wow. where they won by 22. But other than that, their victories have been in the last six games by two, by five. Uh, think they beat by 12. That spread was around 12 and a half, 14, depending on where you got it. Charlotte Hornets, they beat them uh, by 22. And then against Chicago, they lost that game by eight. And then New York the other night, we we're talking about, it was a five and a half, six six point spread, and they only owned one by two. So, we've been harping on this team, saying that hey, they're getting the Ws, but they're not covering spreads, and I think that continues tonight. Um, you know, I, I know New Orleans done on a back to back situation here. You um, know, let me see if I can quickly pull up their back to back roads uh, or their trend on the back to back situation. Not much to harp about: four and five against the spread on back to back situations, and six and six and three to the over. So, I think we might see some points here tonight. Um, I was watching the new Orleans Pelicans game last night against the Atlanta Hawks. And then I was in, they were going into a commercial break and they were talking about how the new Orleans Pelicans are not defending the three point line over their last two games. And I think last night they gave up 11 straight three point shots made to the Atlanta Hawks in the third quarter. And then against Houston, the other night Houston was able to knock down 16 against them. So and now you're going up against a Brooklyn team that has shooters. I mean, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Jeff Green, the list goes on and on for the for the Brooklyn Nets. So I was surprised to see this team total come in at 119.5 for the Brooklyn Nets, and I kind of like that over. Um, I think this is a team that can put up 120-plus against his New Orleans defense. But, um, you know, again, New Orleans – has the offensive capabilities also. So I would probably take the New Orleans Pelicans plus the nine. And I kind of do like the over 232 in this game.
0: Yeah, I like I like everything you just said. And obviously last night um Hawks did hit that. I think it was an, an NBA record. I think they hit eleven straight yeah. threes at one point and they that led to forty six points in the third quarter. They shot sixty five percent from three overall um against the yeah. Pelicans. So yeah, I mean you look at these these Nets three-pointer props, I do think Joe Harris, maybe over three and a half, seeing that plus 104, maybe that could be a look, or KD over uh, over two and a half with a plus 146. Don't really know what the usage is going to be for KD tonight, but definitely think that there will be opportunity to go bombs away um, against this Pelicans defense. And, you know, I think... Again, we've talked about this all year. Coming on back to back, like Zion coming into town with into Brooklyn against these star players, like doesn't seem like the focus is going to be on the defensive end, right? This is going to be a star-studded up and down game, and so I, I do think that there is a good opportunity for points here. So, right on board with you there. Anything else that you have for this game, Munaf? I
1: think quickly. Just this might be a Kyrie Irving game again. We don't know what the plan is for Kevin Durant coming back after missing so many games currently seeing Kyrie Irving's points prop at 27 and a half and now without James Harden that kind of responsibility of being the point guard and playmaking ability will fall on Kyrie Irving so and we know what Kyrie can do with the ball one of the best guys uh, as far as his his pure dribbling skills and the ability to pull up shots and get to the basket so i really like that 27 and a half over for uh,
0: um Kyrie Irving tonight Okay. Yeah. And obviously coming out of a 40 point game as well. Yeah. Let's go to your hometown of Houston, where the Mavericks come to town. The Mavericks are laying 11 and a half in Houston. Total is at two twenty-two. Moon Munaf, where are you going with this matchup right here? You
1: know, I'm, I'm actually really surprised to see the rockets that they are competing in these games. I mean, yeah, they're losing games, but they're, they're really, you know, competing. Um, we take a look at their last game against Phoenix. I mean I thought this was gonna be just an absolute blowout by by the Phoenix Suns, but the Rockets, I mean, they took it all the way down to the wire there in the final seconds against the Phoenix Suns. They won that game by three. Um, you know, they had a chance against New Orleans to cover that spread, but you know, they're 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 playing hard and and we kind of take a look at, you know, now Dallas coming into town. I'm not sure if KP is going tonight. Um, I think he's still a game time
0: decision. yeah, he's a game time decision, but I, th- I think I did see he's leaning towards playing tonight.
1: okay. you know i i I wanna take the Rockets here tonight, plus eleven and a half. I mean, as crazy at that as that may sound, you know, they're playing hard. they're 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 competing. um, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. we keep on talking about who, who's been really playing really well. Your guy, Jay Sean Tate, I mean, he's he's playing really well. I think he's going to be a big part of the future for the Rockets. And the unsung hero, Kelly Olinick. I mean, this guy, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but I mean, I just want to quickly pull up his numbers here real quick, what he's been doing for the Rockets since that uh, Oladipo trade. Um, let me see real quick. I can pull this up. So since the trade, he has uh, 16, 25, 14, 10, 26, 21. And he's knocking down three point shots at an alarming rate. So, um, <laughs> I, I will take, I'm going to take the rockets here plus the 11 and a half. And I'm going to try to find some Kelly olinic props tonight because he's, he, he, I mean, he's, he's scoring the basketball for this team. I'm not sure I'll be able to find it cause he's not starting, but, um, yeah, Kelly Olenek, man, who would have thought?
0: Yeah, I mean he's been balling, obviously, and credit to Stephen Silas, like you said, for keeping the you know keeping all hands on deck. Like they really did compete yeah. in that in that Phoenix game. Ended up losing by three, but you know with, with Christian Wood back um, and some of these guys coming together, not seeing props mm-hmm. on the Rocket side right now. Maybe some uh, I guess questions about who's going to be playing, but. Yeah, so a lot yes. of young pieces. I think 11.5 is a lot of points. Uh, Mavericks coming in off a big game against the Utah Jazz. They got a win um, there. They, they've won, I yeah. think, five straight here. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it does feel like a good time to come back on the Rockets uh, at home, plus 11.5. Any thoughts on the total at 222 here?
1: I'm going to take this over tonight. It's, it's kind of sneaky because Rockets are putting up points. Um... In in their last couple games here, um, let me pull that up real quick. Yeah, they dropped 110 against the Grizzlies, 108 against the Nets, you know, a down game against Boston, but then they came back with 115 against the Pelicans and then 130 against one of the better defensive teams in Phoenix. So, um, yeah, I I think this total is a little low for tonight, so I do like this
0: over 222.5 in this game tonight. All right, there we go. Let's go to Oklahoma city where the Charlotte Hornets are in town. The Hornets are laying five and a half on the road. Another team comes in, you know, a little bit banged up, laying points to the thunder, um, as a home dog total is at two and a half. Um, obviously with the Hornets, don't think we've touched on it yet, but you know, tough injury there for Gordon Hayward, who looks yeah. like he'll be done for, uh, three to four weeks here. Mm-hmm. Um, which hurts, you know, for him personally. He's obviously been through so many injuries and this Hornets as they try to chase the playoffs. Here, laying five and a half in OKC. Munaf, where are you going with this number here?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about OKC, how uh, early on in the season that they were, a, they were a covering machine, but that was before they've lost a lot of significant pieces. You know, we talked about SGA. Probably he's probably done for the season. Uh, same thing with Al Horford. And they're still missing uh, Dort. Baisley, uh, Muscala, Isaiah Roby is out tonight also. But, I mean, it's kind of alarming when you take a look at how many points the Oklahoma City Thunder defense has given up over their last three games. 140 to the Phoenix Suns, 133 to Portland, and they gave up 132 to the Detroit Pistons. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of scary, right? Three straight games where they've given up 130-plus, and now you have a... Charlotte Hornets' team, yeah, they're missing LaMelo Ball and and Gordon Hayward and Malik Monkeys out also. But again, this could be a game where Devontae Graham has a big game and Terry Rozier has a big game. And they still have guys like Miles Bridges and and then PJ Washington. and They have the uh, Martin Twins coming off the bench. So um, I'm going to take a look at this team total for the Wizards. But I think this is a game where – The Hornets should kind of win comfortably because if they don't, I think you have some some issues within that Hornets or Hornets team if they're not able to beat this, you know, C team of of the Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, it's this OKC the roster they're throwing out there is. I mean, we don't need to get into the whole debate of like tanking and you know that type of thing, but. The Hornets have their two best players, arguably, out with injury, and their starting five are probably all better than anyone that's starting for the Thunder. You know, with Miles mm-hmm. Bridges, P.J. Washington. I mean, the, the Thunder, if they were trying to win, would kill to have either of those guys in their in their lineup tonight. Um, yeah. So, yeah, should be a big game for Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier. Totally agree. Either of those guys could go off. I mean, the Pistons guards had success against, you know, everyone had a good game. Even Killian Hayes, you know, Corey Joseph, Hamidialu, I mean, these guys were cooking the thunder. So definitely down on some props with uh, Devonte Graham and Terry Rozier. Um, and yeah, that, that Charlotte team total over uh, does look kind of nice. You've seen that 109. Um, yeah, it seems it, a little low. Yeah, this is a very capable offense, even even without Hayward and mm-hmm. um, and and Lamelo Ball. Um, yeah, but again, you know, if you're watching this game, credit to you. Let's go to Atlanta, where the Hawks coming off that nice win and quietly in the four seed in the Eastern Conference have the Memphis Grizzlies come into town. The Grizzlies also off a nice win against the Miami Heat last night. Hawks laying two and a half to the Grizzlies. Total is at 224 and a half. Munaf, where are you going with this game? Spread does feel a little bit low. I'm checking the injury report here. Um, yeah. Nothing really. do John Morant
1: left. Did John Moran leave yesterday with an injury or a head injury? John Moran at the end of game? Questionable with a back injury. Okay. Um, yeah, this seems a little low for me, especially Atlanta team that's playing well. Um, take a look at some of the metrics for Atlanta Hawks, 13 9 at home against the spread, nine and five as a home favorite. Back to back situations four, four, and one, five and four to the over. Um, you know. Will this be a letdown spot for the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, having a huge win over the Miami Heat? I think so. Uh, I know Atlanta's coming back home. Um, I'm sorry. Atlanta was on the road yesterday, correct? Against New Orleans?
0: Atlanta was uh, home last night.
1: Oh, they're at home last night. Okay, so they're in a home situation. So, you know, no travel... Low no travel issues for, for the Atlanta Hawks. But yeah, you're right. I think this number seems a little low uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. I think there's a game where Clint Capella should have some success inside. Memphis's interior defense has not been playing well over the last two weeks here. You take a look at some of the metrics there against the center position. They're giving up 27 and a half points and 19 rebounds, which is you know almost bottom in the entire league. So give me the Hawks minus the points tonight, and I'll be look, definitely looking at some Clint Capella uh, player props here tonight.
0: Yeah, I like the Hawks here at home as well. Um, you know, you look at the Grizzlies last night. They were able to get that win against Miami, but kind of an uncharacteristic offensive performance with that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, shot 41 threes, which is rare for them, and made 40, 42% of them. Um, you know, coming in here against the Hawks, who have a, really a lot of good mojo going, and with no injuries on on the report, I mean, Feels like a good spot to get down on them. So do like the Hawks here, minus the short number at home. Um, Any thoughts on this total at 224 and a half?
1: I mean, if we see, um, I mean, we know what the Atlanta Hawks offense is capable of when you have a guy like Trey Young and the shooters that are around him, right? I mean, Gallo had a great game last night, and you still have uh, 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 Bogdanovich there and, and, you know, interior success with Clint, Clint Capella, who can clean up the boards and. Get those putbacks for you. Um, I'll probably lean with with the over here tonight. Also, I'm not the only thing that kind of does scare me is that there may be a regression due for both of these teams shooting because we saw what, like you just mentioned, Memphis having su- success shooting the three ball last night, and then what, obviously, what we talked about, what Atlanta did last night against the Pelicans. So um, I'll slightly lean to. That over, but definitely do love uh, the Hawks, and I probably lock potential on on that spread.
0: Yes, sir. Let's take a quick break here to hear from some of our sponsors. We'll come back with some final games and then get into the, our other topics for today. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has plenty of free contests, including a five hundred dollar weekly contest and a two thousand dollar season long MLB contest and odds crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests it's a social app built just for sports bettors free to download live group chat with other bettors track your bets set up private betting contests with your buddies and much more download the app for free or go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds we're also brought to you by PicksWise.com, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports-fanatic wise guys, giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction they've got on every game, every day, in every sport, and it's all for free. NBA, MLB, and the NHL, whatever sport you want, they have you covered with free analysis and, more importantly, free picks. Plus, they have all the betting news you need and expert best bets. Head over to PicksWise.com for all the free picks you need. That's PicksWise.com. Okay, coming back off the break here, let's take it to Denver, where the Nuggets are a seven-point home favorite to the visiting San Antonio Spurs. Total is at 222.5. Nuggets obviously have not lost a game since the acquisition of Aaron Gordon, and, you know, a couple slow starts here and there. Obviously, they let up a lot of points the Pistons in the first quarter last night. we down to the magic at the half in the game before. Um Spurs mm-hmm. coming in off three straight losses, kind of a lame duck effort against the Cavs in their last game. So I do expect the Spurs to come in here energized. Um where are you going with this seven point number here, Munaf? Yeah, I think it's
1: kind of hard to like you just mentioned, since the trade with Aaron Gordon, they haven't lost the game five and one against the spread in that span. Obviously the only loss was, or against the spread loss was against Orlando who just came out and were blitzing the, the Denver nuggets in that first half, but the nuggets got it together in that second half. And like we said, I think they won 72 to 44 in that second half. But going back to tonight, I mean, San Antonio, I, you want to keep an eye out for uh, two guys, obviously if, if DeJount, the two Murray guys, right. Dejounte Murray is like, I see a game time decision for the Spurs and also Jamal Murray, who missed last night because of a knee injury or a knee issue, also. So keep an eye on those two guys. Um, but I think even without Jamal Murray here tonight, I think Denver should take care of businesses. There's more than enough depth around uh, the Denver Nuggets without Jamal Murray, right? If we get the same effort or even remotely half of the effort Will Barton had last night, we know what Michael Porter and the Joker and Aaron Gordon can do. And then they have guys coming off the bench. I think there's more than enough depth for Denver to kind of take care of business here tonight. Um, And going back, I think this will be probably another game for uh, Joker to have a big game against the Spurs. Um, You know, he had a great game last night in the absence of um, Jamal Murray. Uh, Quickly, let me see if I can pull up his uh, numbers here real quick. And he, he only played, I think, 26 minutes last night. Yeah and he still dropped 27 points, 8 rebounds and 11 assists. So, you know, and you take like like you just mentioned their starters didn't play that many minutes. minutes Aaron or their key guys, Aaron Gordon 23, Porter 29, Jokic 27 and Monte Morris 23 and they kind of go down to their bench. Mill- Osap play 19 and Jamichael Green 21. So they should still have some fresh legs being on this back-to-back situation um, with it, with the San Antonio Spurs team coming in and quickly Denron back-to-back situations, you know, not much. there. three and four against the spread and back-to-back situations, four and three to the over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's definitely a tough game, but like you said, the nuggets should have enough to get this done in terms of money line, parlay legs, kind of not a great slate for that, right? A lot of, lot of weird kind of short numbers and then we have the nets and the mavericks as the biggest numbers on the board um i do kind of like this atlanta game a lot so maybe a little nuggets atlanta money line parlay um, the hornets too also the hornets too yeah the Horn- yeah uh, yeah little nuggets hornets that could definitely be a nice little way to get down tonight because um, it does yeah. feel like the nuggets should have enough to get this done and you know in the thick of the western conference playoff race the kind of game that you want to win at home Let's yep. go to the final game on the slate. As always, Munaf, we are able to go much longer than expected on these <laughs> games for tonight. The Phoenix Suns are at home, the primetime game of the slate tonight. The Phoenix Suns are a one-and-a-half-point home dog to the Utah Jazz coming to town. This is a battle between the top two seeds in the Western Conference, and the total is at 226-and-a-half. Munaf, where are you going with this game? I'm very, very, very excited to see uh, this matchup right here.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is probably the game of the night, right? I mean, yep. probably the game of the week that we're we're all kind of anticipating here. Um, this spread is kind of spot on, man. I mean, I'm not really sure where to go with this game. Obviously, we we know the Utah Jazz are coming off a loss against against the uh, against the Dallas Mavericks uh, the other night, but quickly trying to see against the spread what the uh, spread record is for the Utah Jazz after a loss. And they are, let's see here, five and six against a spread after a loss. So um, I thought that would be something better, but um, I don't know. I don't know where to go with this game. My, my head telling me to take the Utah Jazz because of what they're able to do. But then when you take a look at this Phoenix Suns defense, it's one of the better defenses against, against three-point shooting. Uh, Phoenix, number four and three-point percentage allowed. Number three and makes allowed and they're number 10 in uh, opponent uh, three-point attempts. So this is going to be – I'm, I'm not sure where to go this game. I'll, gun to my head, I'll, I'll go with Utah here, but I want to kind of get your thoughts on this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like – so these teams have matched up once before this year. The Phoenix Suns won that game in Utah. Obviously, this was in the first or second week of the season, so not much to go off of. Mm-hmm. And both teams kind of coming off a lame effort, like you said, right? The, the Suns kind of – dragging to the finish line to beat the Rockets and the jazz, um, in a well-anticipated game losing in Dallas. Yeah. I kind of like Phoenix here. I mean, I kind of like their rugged style and, yeah. you know, the Suns can, can do kind of what the Mavericks did. And that was really slow down this jazz offense on the three point line. Um, you know, in sure. that game, in that game against the Mavericks. Um, Jazz shot 27% from three, got up their typical diet, but only hit 12 of them. Um, kind of an inefficient offensive performance and, uh, you know, struggled to contain Luka, struggled to contain Josh Richardson and Jalen Brunson. Um, kind of a similar profile to these jet, these Suns small guards, CP3, Book, you know, kind of those tougher, more rugged, smaller guards. So, you know, it like you said, very, very tough spot here and tough yeah. to kind of get a read for 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 what type of game this is going to be. Um, and definitely an interesting playoff preview matchup here. Suns, I mean, both these teams, it's so crazy. I mean, both these teams are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games, just continue to win games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jazz definitely are a much better team at home than on the road. Um, so I will go with the Suns here plus the 1.5, okay. but not a strong feel for it. Um, any other thoughts or any thoughts on the total at 226.5? half?
1: I mean, we take a look. I mean, quickly, I think this line is kind of indicative of telling us, you know, even the bookmakers don't know which way this game is going to go. It's probably going to come down right right down to the wire. Um, as far as the total, my 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 gut kind of telling me that these two teams kind of come out and, and we see pace in this game and they try to get up and down and score points. Um, but then on the flip side, it could also turn into a, a very, a, a defensive game where, where points are at a premium. So, um, I'll probably just stay away from this total. And I kind of just want to sit back and watch this game tonight because it's probably the game of the week for me.
0: Yes, it is the game of the week and is the ESPN primetime game tonight, 10 PM Eastern, 7 PM Pacific. So definitely tune into this game could be a preview of the Western conference finals. Um, just kidding. I don't, I, I don't think that's – I don't think there's anything. <laughs> <laughs> but just a shout-out to our Utah fans. I feel like we've been kind of down on them recently. Let's move uh, Let's move out from today's slate. So, um, again, that's the slate for Wednesday, April 7th. Um, let's zoom out a little bit. Let's get on some injury news. We want to start with LeBron James. We want to start with James Harden.
1: Uh, we could touch on uh, LeBron real quick. I know we already yeah. talked about it before, but uh, we can just touch on LeBron real, real quick.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and so the Lakers get a big-time win last night, now open up a little bit of a one-and-a-half-game cushion on the Blazers, who got blown out by the Clippers last night. Clippers, by the way, looked really impressive in that game offensively, especially Boogie Cousins coming into the fold. The Lakers, I mean, they're kind of – surviving right now a little bit, getting contributions from guys that you wouldn't expect, you know, low key four and two in their last six games since that Cleveland game, where they kind of came out of nowhere to get the win still have at Miami, at Brooklyn, at New York, at Charlotte, but looks like LeBron James is going to be returning sooner rather than later. Um, And, you know, it's funny because as a guy who has never been a big LeBron James fan, I mean, this tight, the, the, the way this is setting up for him is absolutely perfect. Where if he comes back off this injury, you know, to save them in the regular season, and then they go win the win another championship. I mean, this would be a another title and kind of a special title to add to that legacy. So, obviously, you know, narratives are get played out often, but I do feel like LeBron and the uh, and Rich Paul and the clutch team are playing this perfectly. Um, but yeah, obviously, not seen out out of the boot already, so does seem like he'll be back sooner rather than later. And you know, they could hold on to this five seed. I mean, I know we've been saying that it looks like they're going to drop, but Um, if LeBron does get back, uh, you know, before he was supposed to, then, then they could hold on.
1: Did you think there's a chance that he comes back Saturday night against the Brooklyn Nets?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I feel like there's a chance of anything just because he knows, he knows exactly what he's doing, no matter, no matter what he's doing, you know, there, this is a guy who's been in complete control of his entire career. Um, I could, I could definitely see him coming back, like you know, out of nowhere against Brooklyn or in the Garden, or even you know when they come back. I think you're going to see him back maybe by that home game if you're looking at the schedule here Thursday, April 15th. They come back off the road trip, get Boston, then Utah, Utah at home. Um, the schedule is not that easy, um, but I, I do yeah. expect him back. Yeah.
1: So, so I think the interesting part is, and I'm not sure how the dynamics work for. Uh, For for teams, but when a when a player is battling an injury, don't you think that he would be back home or where where the team resides rehabbing instead of traveling with the
0: team? Yeah, that that, that's 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 a good point. That's an interesting angle to this. So
1: I I I don't know. I mean, it is LeBron. We don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, (laughs) he knows what he's doing. We all know that. But my gut kind of tells me and what you posted last night in our Slack channel was that if the walking boot is off, I don't think he'll go tomorrow night. But I, I'm thinking over the weekend or maybe on Monday in, in the garden, he may be back again. That's just speculation. The only report that we are saying is that the boot is off. So that'll be interesting. But we said quickly, you know, we'll go move on to, to the hardened news. But uh, we say that if this team can play 500 basketball with LeBron out, you know, right now they're four and six without him. So they're, they're kind of, they're two games under, but um, if they can kind of ride the ship until he's back and then we don't know when exactly Anthony Davis is back, but if he kind of comes back and saves this team and, and, Gets him back into that top four, top three conversation in the Western Conference. Um, I think we'll kind of go back to that two horse race of Joel Embiid and LeBron
0: james for MVP. Wow. Yeah. The MVP definitely we, should, we next week we'll definitely do an MVP uh breakdown of kind of the candidacies yeah. of each it's person. Because, yeah, it's getting very interesting. Jokic kind of seems like there's not that much energy behind him, but he also maybe is the favorite. I'm not sure. Let's go to Brooklyn now where James Harden is out for 10 days with this hamstring. He gave it a go and then could not go further in that Knicks-Nets game. As we speak, the Nets confirm that KD is back tonight, So, and we obviously touched on that yeah. in our handicap, which is exciting. Um, but with James Harden, I mean, he's kind of been their horse. It feels like very, very Brooklyn that he goes out directly as – right as KD comes back. So they will really only have the final two or three weeks of the regular season to figure this out, you know, not necessarily worried about that, but it's definitely, you would have liked to have more time on the court together. Do you think Mm -hmm. that the nets are at risk of becoming less of a regular season machine without James Harden in the lineup?
1: I I think we hit the nail on the head when we said that if Harden, if if Harden gets hurt that we see Kevin Durant come back and now that Kevin Durant's back Harden got hurt or, or, (laughs) or, you know, we don't know the severity of the injury, but the report came out uh, last or yesterday was that um, Harden was going to be out at least at a minimum 10 days. So if we kind of take a look at their schedule, that's going to be um, tonight, obviously. And then i just want to see how many games that is on their schedule 10 days from now and i'm thinking it's probably around five to six so about five to six games um do we see a drop off from this team i don't think so i I think when you're substituting a guy like james Harden for kevin durant um i mean you have a team of of riches with you know those three guys but it's going to be interesting to see like we said of you know now does the absence of james harden kind of take a hit on his MVP candidacy and his odds, I think we'll see a drop because he is out. But now that you get Kevin Durant back, I think this team will keep chugging along. I mean, the construction just of this team, it's it's crazy. Obviously, you know, Kyrie Irvings, you're getting Kevin Durant back tonight. Um, You know, you still have Aldridge, Blake Griffin, and Joe Harris, and DeAndre Jordan is still there. And, and, you know, so many guys on this team that can step up. So I don't think the absence of Harden will be missed that much when you're getting a guy like Kevin Durant back kind of in his spot.
0: Yeah. And it's absolutely crazy. I mean, we completely forget that KD before the injury was averaging 29, seven and five on 50, 40, 80, 87. (laughs) I've, I've been, I've been out here calling this man, Chris Bosh. And um, you know, (laughs) he, he obviously is still capable of that, especially in the regular season. So I agree with you. I, I think they should be okay. Schedule, is not a cakewalk, but it's not too bad in the in the in the interim. Um, get the Pelicans tonight, obviously a nine-point favorite at home. Um, you get the banged-up LA team, Minnesota. Um, then you do play Philly, but Charlotte, Miami, New Orleans, Toronto. So you know they should be favored in most of these games, even till Harden gets back. Um, yeah. Before the schedule does pick up a little bit down the stretch for them, um, let's uh, let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and, and finish up the pod. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by the SGP Masters Contest. It's a $500 winner-take-all DFS contest for the Masters, and that is tomorrow, Thursday, April 8th. It's completely free and easy to sign up. Take a screenshot of your review of the Golf Gambling Podcast, submit your review, and you'll get the contest link to enter. Do it all at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash masters. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash masters. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Vegas. it's like YouTube, but for what hashtag Dedgins only care about, and that's sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better Than Vegas is always also running a ton of free contests. They got a lot of free picks and handicappers to check out. So make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash B-T-V at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash B-T-V. So sticking in the Eastern Conference, obviously the Sixers got a great win last night um, in Boston. They, you know, beads now back. They're kind of get, getting back to the identity they had. And both the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers are thirty-five and sixteen. Have opened up a two and a half game lead over the Milwaukee Bucks, who took a bad loss in Golden State last night in a the game they should have yeah. won. Um, they were up, the, they were up double digits in that game. Um, let's just go. I mean, I think we're both in agreement here that the Six, that the Nets would be our favorite out of these three teams. Yeah,
1: I I think that one seat's going to go to to either obviously the Sixers or or the Nets, um, and then I think after the three seat, it's it's, it's where it's really gets
0: interesting for us. Yeah, exactly. So let's go down, and we're going to talk a little bit pretender or contender here. Let's just go through these these four through you know ten teams, kind of like we did in the Western Conference here. Um, I think the Atlanta Hawks have been one of the better teams since the second half of the season and a team that we targeted. And I'm glad that worked out um, when we, when we did our off our second half of the season breakdown the Hawks. I mean, it's not like they're world beaters, you know, they, like if you look at kind of who they've beaten and who they've lost to, it's their schedule has been absolutely cake. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, you got to beat the team that's in front of you. So where are you at with the Hawks and kind of their ability to, make some noise in the postseason i mean the four or five matchup which usually is a great one is probably going to be kind of a weaker matchup this year um so how good do you think the hawks are
1: so we had talked about this on in our second our second half preview pod is i think two things are really benefiting this Atlanta hawks resurgence here in the second half number one we talked about was the coaching change from lloyd pierce to nate mcmillan i think was really key and then obviously The second thing was getting their guys healthy and getting these guys back because when you get guys like Galloway, Badanovich and, and, you know, I mean, they're still missing a couple of pieces, but they're still winning games right now. I I think they do. Obviously, I think they do end up in the playoffs right now. We take a look at the standings, um, you know, four, five, six, four, four through eight is separated only by two games, but, I'm buying the the Hawks at least in the first round possibly to get into the second round as contenders. But I mean we've talked about it. I don't think any 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 team below the 3 seed is going to be able to compete against the top 3 teams in the Eastern Conference, but for this season or for for a team to get into the playoffs, I think the Atlanta Hawks are contenders and I I, I like we mentioned we love them tonight. They played really well last night against their New Orleans uh, Pelicans. And you kind of take a look at their the remaining schedule. I believe they have the sixth or seventh easiest remaining schedule uh, of the teams um, in the league right now. So, um, and then you take a look at, you know, their games coming up. Obviously Memphis tonight. so a winnable game. Chicago, Charlotte, Toronto. They do play Milwaukee. Dev, Indiana, Orlando, New York. Um, so, yeah. Um, And then to kind of close out the season for them, they play Washington. They play kind of the worst teams in the league, Uh, Washington twice, Orlando, and then Houston. So this team, I think if I probably end up as a four or five seed here in the Eastern conference, but I am buying them as a a contenders.
0: Yeah, I I think they're, they're definitely a team that is has has a very good chance of advancing to the second round and definitely will make the playoffs and credit to them. I mean, that was kind of, clearly their goal in the offseason, right. was, they made these acquisitions of Gallo bogey, um, you know, Rajan Rondo initially. And those were all guys that they, they needed to make the playoffs this year. They did. They held on to John Collins, despite the contract uncertainty. So they looks like they will be rewarded. I would mm-hmm. definitely, you know, say they're going to be a four one or a four zero loss in the second round to, you know, whichever yeah. of, the, of the top tier they do face. So not a true contender in that sense. And, you know, we could talk about the Hornets here for a second as well. I kind of put them in a similar boat where it's very fun for them to make the playoffs, but don't really see them having a chance of making any noise. And that the Eastern conference, I think is going to be kind of a fast forward to the second round, unless the heat or the Celtics can kind of figure it out here. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about that for a second. I think, do you think that the Miami heat or the Boston Celtics, kind of the two teams that are thought to be uh, maybe closer to that tier, but, Kind of struggling in the regular season. Um, would you give them any chance in a playoff series against one of those top three seeds?
1: Miami, I th- Miami Heat, definitely. I would. I mean, they had lost those what six games in a row, and then they wheeled off four straight. I mean, yeah, they weren't against world-beater teams. It was New York, Indiana, Golden State, and Cleveland teams that they should have beat. I think the big, you know, head scratcher last night was they had to they lost against Memphis, but Memphis, like we mentioned. know shot the ball lights out last night but the the schedule does get a little tough for Miami here um in the next couple games I mean they can beat LA if LeBron's not back for the game they have Portland Phoenix Denver so we'll find a lot about this team against um against those teams but as far as the Eastern Conference for Miami you take a look at their roster up and down obviously with the addition of Victor Oladipo now I mean, they ha- on paper, this team looks like that it can contend with those top four teams, right? I mean, we, when this is a team that made the Eastern Conference Finals last year and it got into the NBA Finals also, I don't think that was a fluke. This, ha- this team has a fantastic roster. You have Bam, Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, who's probably one of the best shooters in our league. And then you have a bench with Kendrick Nunn, uh, Andre Iguodala. So this team has players. And I think that if they can kind of just wrap it together from between Miami and Boston, I would give Miami the upper hand to kind of contend with those top three teams um, in the Eastern Conference. And we saw them do it last season, right? They beat Boston to to get into the, to, to get into the uh, NBA Finals.
0: Yeah, I'm on board with you there. I think the Heat are really the only other team in the East that can make some noise here. And I, I do think... They're they them matching up against the Bucks again. That would been that would have been really fun just to have the kind of revenge angle to that series and kind of the Spovers, versus mm-hmm. or matchup. To yeah. me, this does feel like look the Heat if they're able to get into that four or five matchup against the Hawks. I think I would probably take the Heat over the Hawks, and you know sure. if you get if you get to the point where the second round is Heat and then the top three that would make a lot of sense to me. The Celtics, I'm kind of out on the Celtics right now. I mean, they kind of just. I felt like last night was kind of just a emblematic of their season, right? I mean, they just got ho hum beat down by the Sixers, and it, it didn't really feel like they belonged on that same court in terms. Of, it didn't have that like Eastern Conference playoff potential matchup that you know, even the Pickham spread or the hype around the game being on TNT gave it five and five in their last ten games, plus one point six point differential. Um, you know, ten and sixteen on the road, um, just not nothing, not, nothing really special coming out of Boston, and then. You know, Pacers, Bulls, Raptors kind of falling off. They'll be in the play in contention. So, yeah, I mean, the East has this different element of the West where so pumped to see Sixers, Nets, and Bucks match up with each other, but you do kind of have a long yeah. list of not that real contenders following up behind them. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I don't think this is a year for Boston.
1: I mean, I think this is going to be a very interesting offseason for the Boston Celtics on what they kind of want to do with the construction of their team. Obviously you have your two superstars with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but around that is, it's your biggest questions, right? We, we had heard that they wanted to trade Marcus smart at the trade deadline. I don't, you know, I think they need probably need to move on from Kimball Walker and then they kind of need to address what's going to go on inside. But I uh, quickly wanted to mention, I think the biggest disappointment was for me that I thought a team that was going to get into that seven, eight seed was going to, gonna be the Chicago Bulls with the addition of of Vucevic Um, you know are they going through growing pains with him and kind of trying to figure it out with Daniel Tice and and Vucevic and how that's going to work I'm not sure but um, you know I think that's been one of the more disappointing teams uh, for for me in the Eastern Conference I thought that would kind of make that leap at the trade after the trade deadline but after that I mean Eastern Conference bottom feeders you know, nobody after them really has a chance. I don't think Tor- Toronto is not going to make it Cleveland, Washington. I mean, and then you have Orlando and Detroit. So, um, you know, with the Eastern one, we talked about Western conference. It's a lot kind of more open with the quality of teams there. But then after you talk about after Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and then we're thinking that Miami gets into that four seed that five to eight, It's it's just going to be first round exits and sweeps for those, for those teams that are in those spots
0: yeah definitely the west the west first round is gonna be much better than the east first round looking forward to those series much more we've been going for almost an hour here per the usual always fun talking with you and we will are you gonna be back with titus tomorrow
1: uh we are going to record tonight for tomorrow's games and i'm sure we'll get into a couple other topics but i don't because we i don't think there's that many games on the slate tomorrow night but Uh, Yeah, we are going to record tonight. um, I'm going to record tonight with Dan, and then we'll we'll drop it tomorrow morning.
0: There you go. So there will be a Thursday, April 8th show. Munaf is a machine with the content and the picks, as always. Munaf, where can people find you on Twitter here? They
1: can find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. I am going to drop a uh, player props uh, article on SportsGamblingPodcast.com. for tonight's games and and be sure to look out for that and also drop it in the Slack channel. And, and I, I'm always looking at Zach's Twitter to, if he found another, another under the radar guide that we can talk about on the podcast, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, I, I actually, I actually do have a Michael Porter jr. Tweet that I'm ready to fire off about how he has been on an absolute tear recently and kind of solidifying himself. So not necessarily under the radar, but another player I'm interested in right now, you can find me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Join us in the conversation on the SGP Slack. You can sign up at SG.PN/Slack. We continue to rack up numbers in this NBA Slack channel. Um, love that you guys keep joining in. So we're up over 250 now. I, you know, remember when that was below 100 and that was even last season. So continuing to grow. Love to see it. Check us out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com for Munoz player props article and any other articles you'd like to check out. Got a lot up there. As well as, if you are hearing this before Thursday morning, the SGP Masters contest, $500, and it's totally free to enter. So check that out on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It's been a fun episode. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and we will catch you guys next week. Thank you.
1: Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna.